Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Hello and welcome back to a brand new podcast on the Anfield Tour. I am your host Ben and today I'm joined once again by my good friend Connor. How are you mate? Very good mate. Very, very, very good today mate. Thank you. How are you? Yeah mate, listen I'm absolutely buzzing as well and the title will obviously give it away but the reason why me and Connor are absolutely buzzing right now is because Liverpool have just won their first major trophy of the season um i did say well when i'm gonna class it as a major trophy so that's what i'm doing um i am joking it's not but listen we we've beat man city second time running um a lot of nonsense has been going around on social media about our team about our players so me and connor are here to address everything today talk about the game talk about how superior darwin nunez is to erling Haaland, and just how boss the reds are so yeah we'll get into it mate um First things first, I like to start these match reactions by talking about the lineups. Um, I'm not going to lie to you, mate. When I did see City's lineup, I saw it and I thought, that looks scary. That looks absolutely frightening. Um, but as we know, mate, games aren't won on paper, are they? No, I mean, if you if you say it like that, I saw the lineup about quarter five. I finished my game and I just literally just swore. That's all I did. I just swore. You know, when you think about it, Silva, De Bruyne, Haaland, Mares, Walker, Cancelo, these type of players are the ones that, you know, will win Man City games or have won Man City games. So it's it's definitely it's definitely one that I was worried about. But like you say, they're not one on paper. It does make a massive difference, the fact that we played well as well, not to forget that. And obviously, chances went our way. And we come we come out very, very sharp. We come out very quick. We looked good. So, uh, yeah, uh, all positive, really. Absolutely. And, look, I've never really reacted to a lineup and thought, oh, we're going to lose or, or this, that and the other. But... I understand the main cause of concern today was obviously Adrian in goal. Um, that was a big one that people weren't too keen on. Uh, but I, listen, the goal, we'll get into it, like I said, but the goal that they scored, I think maybe he does have a big part to play in that. But I don't think he did too bad for the rest of the game. Um, and the other one, I think I saw a lot of people frustrated with. And again, he definitely, in my opinion at least, Sansa's critics was people weren't too happy with Bobby Firmino starting and I've never really understood the disrespect on on Bobby to be honest on, in terms of you know what you see on social media and and that but what did you think do you still think the fact that um you know Bobby is still here that there was rumors that he was going to Juventus he's still got a big part to play in this squad hasn't he for the upcoming season Bobby Slander needs to go pretty simple the slander on his name needs to go you know you're talking about a player that was 
in the main three of, of our, our attacking uh, attacking three for, for ages. Um, you always knew that Nunes was, it was... I sort of knew coming into the game Nunes wasn't going to play. Um, I just think Firmino had a better run-in towards the, the Community Shield. You know, Nunes mm. uh, only played what? I think it was uh, it was close to two full games, if not uh, two and a bit. So you just had the the sort of thought that Firmino was going to start, especially how he played in preseason. He looked good. He looked sharp. There was the worry about him going to Juve. I think that's kind of cleared up now. I, I don't know how far that's progressing, but with us, you have to believe in every attacking option we have. I think, you know, I know we talk about Firmino, but Harvey Elliott come on, the credit to himself, he was incredible. Um, mm-hmm. There's not much worry I have in our attacking, the attacking side of our team. I think we could put anyone on at the moment and they'd do a job. And Firmino was probably the better option to start with. And it just so happened that he didn't play up to the standard that we thought he was going to play up. But then Nunes come on, and, and you know Nunes had chances as soon as he came into the game. You know the one that hit Edison in the face, particularly, and obviously the goal. <laughs> you know people will discredit the goal because it's six yards out. But if you actually look at the movement that he had, peeling off of the back of Diaz to actually create the space that he was in to score the goal, it's, it's a very very good goal in terms of um, forward positioning and, and centre forward runs and stuff like that. So yeah, I'm I'm pleased. I, I I think I'm going to say that a lot today. I'm I'm pleased. <laughs> yeah, I completely agree, mate. And I just whenever we put a team out now, no matter what my preference is, I just trust Klopp. And Klopp got it right today. Started for me, you know, made sure he got some minutes behind his belt because obviously with Diogo, uh, with his injury, like more than likely going into the season. It's so important now that we get Bobby up to scratch as well. And that's what we did today. We gave Bobby a lot of minutes. He played okay. Played pretty well, in my opinion. But then we brought on Nunes for the last... How long did he get? 25 minutes, maybe? 30 minutes? Um, And look, you saw what he did. He made himself a nuisance. Earned a penalty. Scored his goal. We'll get onto his goal in more detail in just a moment. But yeah, the team news for me was absolutely spot on from the manager. So I don't have anything to moan about. So... There we are with that. Let's just get into the into the game and into the nitty-gritty. We'll start off with the way we started. And for me, when we play Man City, I feel like within the first 10, 15 minutes, I can kind of tell how the game's going to pan out. And I was so impressed with the start. We, we were on the front foot. We were pressuring City into kicking the ball out of play so many times. They didn't look comfortable. We didn't allow them to to settle in the game. I mean, I don't know if you saw it but, or what your opinion is, but because of the fact that Haaland missed so many easy chances and wasn't great, I think Kevin De Bruyne's getting away with his performance today, personally, because I feel like our midfield and Joel Matip especially made it so hard for Kevin De Bruyne today. And that's probably the worst I've ever seen him play against us. I don't know what your take is on that. But yeah, it, I think it's just a testament to our team, the way we work, the way we press. And to be honest, I did I did a stream last week and we said, look, City have only played twice in preseason. So that's going to be a big advantage to us who are already quite far on to our preseason schedule. In fact, we've only got one more game left. So we're going to be the fitter, the sharper, the team that looks more ready to go. And I think today proved that. So 
yeah, the start was absolutely amazing. And the way we, you know, we just, like I said, settled on the ball and yeah, just Thiago Alcantara, the magician he is, just taking the absolute mick. Luis Diaz doing kick-ups. It was just marvellous to watch for me. But bearing in mind, we're going to talk about Trent's goal in a minute. What were your thoughts on the way that we started this game? I had a glimpse of the uh, semi-final, really. We just started so quick. We just looked like we were going to score early. Again, you're correct. in Completely, 100% correct on the De Bruyne situation. You know, not talking about the Bruyne's performance today. We're talking about how Adrian spilled a chance to Haaland in the 96th minute. He's hit the bar mm. with a clear open goal. There you go, you com- uh, compilation merchants. Where's that Haaland one? <laughs> you were quick to do the Nunes one. Even after he scored four goals against Salzburg, you were quick to do that. Don't see any at the moment, mm. but they, but they, you know, we're not going to rise to that. I think I already have by by saying that comment. But <laughs> again, we we just looked really sharp, really quickly. You're, and you're right in what you're saying. Two games pre-season, the Bayern Munich game, obviously, and I don't know what the other one was. I don't really, I don't. Club America. Of, yeah, they're games that you know aren't very testing. Of the Bayern Munich game is testing, yeah. obviously. The Copa America, you know, that's one of the showcase games where, you know, you play Wild 11s and stuff like the Australian 11 played Barcelona or whoever it was. You know, we've played decent sides. You know, we've played very good sides. We've played Man United, who obviously are starting to to find somewhat of a form under Ten Hag. And they're, they're, if you think about it going forward, they will be a scary side if they press how they did against us very early. But I know you, you said that in, in the stream that you've done anyway. You know, Leipzig are a good side, Salzburg are a good side. Obviously they you know we've played four games before that. And and that mm. that does make a difference. People will say oh it doesn't make a difference it's City. Believe me it does. You know we've been back pre-season how long now? I think we come back Three at the start of July, didn't we? Yeah we come back at the start mm. of July just before the, the game in uh, with United. So again, it's just all of it makes a difference. And I think Klopp got the game plan right again. He doesn't get it wrong often, but he got it right. He mm. made the correct decisions. Yeah, it, it looks as it felt as if we were going to win from the start just by the, the start of the game we had. But you knew that one moment in that game could turn City's way and could completely change the game. And it looked as if it had when um, when Alvarez scored <laughs> as well. Yeah, a hundred percent. You know, you're never too comfortable with City. I always think if you're one goal up, you have to get the second, and then even then, as we found in the FA Cup semi-final, you have to get the third because they'll just turn it on in a switch. And today we did that. Um, we'll get into the goals. Trent Alexander-Arnold, like, not, there's not much to say about this kid that hasn't been said. Incredible, incredible play. Um, not the best in terms of his passing the stuff today. I know he. He looked a bit off in terms of switches and, you know, those those Trent balls that, you know, he can play in his sleep. But we know they'll come and once he, you know, is playing regular football again, he'll, he'll get back to his normal standard in terms of that. But, yeah, the Salah layoff, the first time struck by Trent. Granted, it may have took a slight deflection of Nathan Ake, but, listen, Trent, right place, right time. Great, like, power on the strike. Keeper's got no chance of saving that. Perfect. And I absolutely love this celebration as well. Not entirely sure what he was shushing or 
who he was doing it to. I'm just going to assume it's because he's seen some of the nonsense going around about us on social media about how City are going to run away with the league and how they're going to make it the Bundesliga and all that nonsense that you hear. Um, but he did tweet earlier as well, just before we, we started recording that, uh, we're ready. So, yeah, I think that was just a statement from him with that celebration. And I love this kid. And I think, you know, I've made it perfectly clear. He's the best right back. He's the best fullback in the world. They tried to tell me that that Cancelo guy is is, is better than him. And it's like, it's just a load of nonsense. I, I've said the word nonsense a lot in this stream, in this podcast, but um, that's what I hear a lot. And it just feels like my team and my players are proving me right. And the people that talk about them wrong all the time and, yeah, I was just delighted to see Trent get his goal, to be honest. And I said to my brother, it seems like we're not really seeing much of Trent this preseason. I know because the teams have been like mix-matched and players were played here and not played there. But for me, it was just nice to see the first team, the the big boys all out on the pitch together. And one of my favourite players of this of this Klopp team that he's built score a goal like that against Man City. So, yeah, what were your thoughts on that goal, mate? Yeah, it... You didn't know originally if it would cross the shot. It looks more as if the more you the more you watch it, the more you watch from the angle behind it, it looks like a shot. Again, the AK touch is, is an AK touch. It's a good goal. And, and again, we don't know what he's silencing. We don't know if there's something, a, a deeper meaning behind it. But we have had a lot of slander recently. We've had a lot of people on our back saying that, you know, they're not new and there's going to be a flop and, and all this. And it's it's a good goal. And it was a, it was a it was a goal that we needed to sort of settle in and, and sort of grow into the game as such. The quick start. I think what we were, like in games like this, we have a quick ten minutes, quick fifteen minute period. We slow up a little bit, but then if we get goal, then we sort of revitalise them and we and we continue to press on. And I think the twentieth minute the twentieth minute mark is, is a great time to score especially going in, into half-time with, with the lead, there's always a positive. I mean, if we, if we conceded just before half, you know, you'd worry, but a comfortable position uh, to begin with. Absolutely. Um, but then, of course, uh, I think City got into the game a little bit, but still, you know, we were doing enough. We were stopping them every time they came forward. It seems like we were just one step ahead and, yeah, we went into half time, one nil up, happy days. But like I said just then, you can never um you can never rest on your laurels against a city team ever. And they got their equalizer and obviously at first they checked for offside and it was pretty clear pretty quickly that it wasn't offside. But then I looked at it again and I thought, hang on, I'm sure Adrian's got that in two hands. I don't know what your take is, but for me, I've seen those goals ruled out and disallowed. I know Adrian should do better with it. Don't get me wrong. I think it's poor goalkeeping. He should be stronger. Um, I did say after the game, if Alisson plays in that game, I think we keep a clean sheet. Um, because again, they didn't really test Adrian today. It was just a moment of him dropping the ball and then Alvarez being there at the right place, right time. Um, so it was disappointing to concede that goal at the, at the time because I think in that moment, Trent had been taken off. I think a couple of the others have been taken off. Obviously, Nunes has just come on. But once they've equalised, and yeah, I thought, you know what, it's probably going to go their way. Maybe we can hold out and take it to pens. But yeah, before we get on to the response from our team, what did you think of that goal? Do you think it, it was a bit harsh to stand or do you think Adrian should just do better with it? I think Adrian had, had a few moments in the game where you thought, oh, it's a little bit nervy and it's a little bit worrying. Could have done better with, with, with you correct in saying that. I think it's a tough one, really. I think when you think about it, 
it looks as if he's got it in two hands. It looks as if he's got it under control, but you never really know from the angles and, and stuff like that. In my opinion, I would mm. say he did have it under control. Um, but that's a that's a Liverpool fan. But again, mm-hmm. it's clear that he was onside. It, you worried as soon as you saw the replay that he was onside. But yeah, like you said, you, you, you worried a little bit at the fact that they'd scored and they'd scored at that point because you only thought that you only felt as if they were going to get stronger as they, as the belief sort of kicked in. You know, if we'd gone to it up, you would have thought to yourself, uh, they're probably not going to come back at us as strong. But it was it was a tough time to concede, and it did have me worried a little bit. But you, you never stop believing with with this side at the moment. Yeah, absolutely, mate. You're hitting on the head. Um, this team is not going anywhere, and we'll get into that a bit later and how I feel about this team and where we're going to go in this upcoming season. But I think this game, and you know, it just proved like I know you can't read too much into it because it's you know it's a glorified friendly essentially. But just seeing that kind of performance against the champions who have lost a lot of experience, which again, I'm sure we'll cover a little bit later on. It's nothing but a positive sound for me. Um, so, yeah, I'm really, really happy right now. The Salah penalty then, uh, I don't even know why this went to VAR, to be honest. Like, for me, I think the referee is just thinking in his head, oh, I don't want to commit because I've got VAR. But then I'm looking at that, I'm thinking, how on earth have you not <laughs> just pointed to the spot? Like, it, it's baffling. It's the most blatant handball I've ever seen. And I actually tweeted once this happened and they were checking it. I put, if this isn't a pen... I'm actually finished with the sport because <laughs> it's going in a way which is not football anymore. And you can do those kind of things in the box and get away with it. But um, thankfully, you know, the guy on VAR, I don't know exactly who it was, came to his senses, um, gave us the penalty, which, you know, was the correct decision. And Mo Salah, the little dancer, converted it again. And I think Salah, for me now, like, he's one of the best penalty takers on the planet. I think when he first started taking his penalties, I was thinking he doesn't really take them in a convincing way. When Salah steps up for a penalty, I'm not entirely confident he's going to score. But now every time we get a penalty, I'm like, yeah, this is going to be a goal. And again, it was an unsavable penalty for Edson right in the corner in the side netting. And yeah, it was just amazing. And you could see how much it meant to the fans, how much it meant to him. Nunes was just giving it to the fans even when he didn't score. And yeah, I just loved it. Mo Salah scoring again. Um, you know, it's imp- it's important that he gets off to a good start. You know, obviously after the scrutiny he faced at the end of that season. You know, that run after his Afcon return. Um, so yeah, buzzing, mate. Thoughts on that? Again, the whole VAR stuff was nonsense, right? Everyone could see it was a pen. You saw it even before VAR to intervene. Really, it looked like a blatant penalty. But you could you could say about. Um... The lead up to to the Alvarez goal with the penalty shout again, with the Nunes situation. But it just you're you're so it's nail on the head really again with what you're saying is the fact that it looked like a stonewall penalty. It should have been a stonewall penalty from the beginning. You know if they'd gone and scored and then not given it, you'd think to yourself, well, why is it not being given? But it's. It's been given. It was scored. Obviously, Salah again. Oh, I did. A part of me did want Nunes to have it in in a <laughs> in a small part of me, but Salah's just remarkable from the spot. I mean, you could have given it to Salah, Nunes, Milner, any any one of that sort of of caliber. But 
it was it was great to see that goal going and, and it's definitely what we needed. Obviously, I, I always get a bit nervy when we go to pens. Never really want to go to pens. But, you know, we didn't need to today and that's that's the most important thing. 100% mate. I, you know, it, it was just so such a relief anxiety that they gave it because it was glaringly obvious that it was a pen. But that's not, I don't think that's anyone's favourite goal of the game. We're going to get on to... Um, a man who came under such scrutiny before he even kicked a ball in a Liverpool shirt. A man that even Liverpool fans, by the way, we have to make that clear, weren't convinced on. You know, some Liverpool fans already labelled him as the new Andy Carroll. You see some people say, why did we send this guy? We could have got on Kunku. see some people say he's chasing his first touch and all that nonsense to our own player, by the way. Um, and then obviously there's the rival fans, the fail comp makers, all of that. Those those comps that generated like I think one ridiculous comp got like a million views, which is just nuts. And I am pretty sure that Darwin has seen the stuff because obviously his whole resilience here tweet, um, everything that he's done like on social media suggests that he's seen it. And you could see the way he celebrated today. The shirt came off. He jumped in the air. Um, yeah, it was just poetic, and the fact that he did that whilst uh Erlen Holland had an absolute shocker, it just made it even more bittersweet <laughs> because, like, you know, maybe not bittersweet, that's not the right saying, but it just made it more sweet because you know, th- these guys have been saying, Oh, Erlen Holland signing for City, that that's only going to mean City get another 10 points or they're going to run away with it, and all of this nonsense. And I just, for me, I've never understood why. Nunes faced this criticism because we saw firsthand how good he was last season in the Champions League and we've seen it against, he scored against Barca, he scored against Bayern Munich, um, he scored 34 goals in all comps last season. He needed time to settle in. He doesn't speak English, I think he's, he's obviously learning that. Um, it's a new country, new team, new league, a million miles above what he's ever played at. So for me, he scored four goals against uh, Leipzig. He scored in the Community Shield. I'd say that's a very, very good start. And all of that, by the way, the preseason stuff, so the four goals that came in that one game, all of those games before today, I think that's about 90 minutes, maybe a bit more, maybe 95, but definitely not more than 100. So four goals in those, and then a goal in the Community Shield against the champions. I'd say that's a pretty good start. What do you say? Definitely, and... No one would turn away Haaland. I don't even think we would have turned away Haaland if, if we'd had that. You know how big of a player he is. We've seen how big of a player he is. Nunes, I, I, I got a bit of stick for this when I posted this on Twitter a month ago or whatever, when he first joined. Do not expect him to be Luis Diaz. Luis Diaz is his mm-hmm. own player. Yes, they've come from the same uh, league. Yes, they're both forwards. They have they have similarities in their play. They love going at players. They're quick. You know, Diaz set the Premier League alight from the moment he stepped on the pitch against Cardiff. I believe it was Cardiff. Mm-hmm. Whoever it was. You it know, was, yeah. The he, little turn and then ball back to... Yeah. Yeah, I can't remember that who one, it was. He lit, was it? he lit it up from there. Was it Taki? I can't remember. Yeah, I know what you mean, though. But, but since then, he's been remarkable. He hasn't really put much of a foot wrong in any game that he's played. You know, every Liverpool fan ha- and, and has raised the bar exceptionally high 
for Nunes to come in. And Nunes pretty much to be credited with the credit that he deserves, he had to play at that standard straight away for anyone to think he's any good otherwise it's a complete waste of money. It's not the case. Mm-hmm. You know, I think we forget that Salah wasn't very good when he initially joined us. I think everyone seems to forget that. Yeah. You know, we don't we don't buy players who are world class straight away. I'm not saying our players aren't world class. We buy players to make them world class. You know, we have players that weren't the most incredible signings ever. You know, weren't these big city signings, these big Barcelona signings and all that. They were players that were, were good players that could get the potential to be incredible players, world-class players. We've made so many of them in the recent years. You know, Luis Suarez mm. didn't come to us as an amazing, remarkable player, but we turned him into a world-class player. It's people like that. Nunes is completely different to anything we've had from last year. Mane, who in fact has scored tonight for Bayern, which sort of breaks my heart a little bit. You know, <laughs> he isn't an out and out centre forward. We haven't really had an out and out centre forward for a while. Bobby Firmino has been the, the nine that sort of sits in and, and breaks play up. Nunes is a completely different centre forward, a lot like Haaland, a player that likes to, to receive the ball, you know, is good in the air and stuff like that. And Nunes outshone Haaland today, and Nunes only played 30 minutes. <laughs> People That's forget that. Thing, is, yeah. But Haaland's played 90 minutes of football. Nunes has played 30, and we're actually talking about the fact that Nunes played a better 30 minutes than Haaland has played a 90. And maybe that won't be the case all season because we all know how good Haaland is, and everyone listening to this knows how good Erling Haaland is at football. But mm. You can't judge someone on 90 minutes of football. You know, didn't have a great game against... Um, this is Nunes. Didn't have a great game against Palace. Had a remarkable game against Leipzig. Didn't have a great game against Salzburg. You're not giving him enough time. These players don't instantly react to Premier League football. Premier League football is the hardest football in the world. I don't care what anyone says. You know, whoever... Mm. The Premier League is the hardest league in the world. It's the hardest league to join. It's the hardest league to play in. You have to adapt to it. It just so happened that Luis Diaz was incredible from the from the get go, and we all expected Nunes to do the same. When it's just not the case, it's unrealistic. So give him time, because in six months' time, at Christmas or just after Christmas, he'll be up there in the goal tally, without a shadow of a doubt. As long as he's playing week in week out, the same as. Um, instead of Firmino and Jota and people like that, he'll be up there in the goals, Hallie, I'm sure of it. He's only going to get better under Klopp. Facts. And it's annoying that you say that about him getting all these goals because I put him in my FPL and I thought, you know what? Not many people trust this guy. Not many people have invested in this guy in their FPL team. But I'm going to go with it. I'm going to go ahead of the curve. And if Darwin Nunes starts off on fire, then I'll be the one, you know, collecting points. But now I'm sitting, bro. I'm, I've literally seen so many people say, "Oh, I'm putting him in now. I'm taking Haaland out." And it's like, "Oh my gosh!" Like this one game has, has, has like changed your mind. Whereas the likes of myself and you have been waxing lyrical about this guy for a long time, and it's, it's frustrating in a way that you know that now all of a sudden everyone's jumping on the bandwagon. But um, no, I love it. I love him already. The way he celebrated with the fans. Um, and you know what you say about Haaland, and it's a great point. We know how good he is. Like. Let's not get that twisted. However, the reason why we have to have these conversations and these comparisons now is because they've brought it on themselves. 
City fans constantly on Twitter spaces. Twitter fans making City fans making these fail comps. City fans are constantly going on about him all the time. And we get called the unbearable fans, but I don't ever see us like actually investing that much time into one of our rival players, um, which is just strange behaviour to me. So, yes, when you hear us talking about um, Erling Haaland in this way, of course, deep down, we know he's a good player. Of course, we know he's going to score some goals for City. However, like I said, they brought it on themselves for doing what they did about Darwin Nunes. And I really hope he's got fire in his belly going into this season now to prove all those idiots wrong. So, yeah, that's that. Um, yeah, I guess anything else you wanted to add, mate, about the Community Shield? I mean, uh, there's another standout performer I really want us to talk about. And if we are going to win the title, this guy is going to be crucial to staying fit. And I think you probably know who I'm going to say, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Tiago Alcantara is yeah, an exactly. absolute joke of a football player. He is a joke. Um, everything he did today was just perfect. Off the ball, on the ball. You know, he's just a, a special, special player for us. And I can only pray to whatever whoever's out there that he stays fit. Because if he stays fit, in my opinion, I think that's going to be the difference. And, you know, he showed his class once again today against, the, like I said, the champions. And, yeah, it just made me realise how lucky we are to have him. So, yeah, what do you make of Thiago Alcantara's performance today, mate? Loved him, praised him since he got here. Was a little bit worried when we first signed him about the age and, and how old he was. But he's just incredible. But, again, it's about staying fit. It's literally all it is with Thiago. As long as he stays fit, we have a player that is just going to completely change everything about this season and as, as like I said as long as he stays fit we're in a very very good position it would be very very hard and I'm only going to touch on it quickly because we, we, we we're going to speak about it in a different podcast when we did it would have been very hard to pick five six players you know if we had Jude Thiago Fabinho Henderson Milner Harvey Elliott Fabio Carvalho just think Not about the Depth, Nabby, sorry, Nabby as well. Just think about the depth <laughs> in that. Curtis Jones, if you want to talk like the depth in that, remarkable. Just it, it, honestly incredible. And you and me are both very, very certain on the fact that Jude will join us next season. We've we've both spoke about it before. We've you know we've made you write articles about it. It's ah, oh, it's just such a. It's always a good time to be a Liverpool fan, but the life it was after we after we won the FA Cup and the uh, Carabao Cup, we said what a time to be a Liverpool fan. And even after the Champions League final, as heartbreaking as that was, it's still a great time to be a Liverpool fan. So yeah, just oh, don't know what to say. It's just great at the moment. Yeah, and I, we'll, we'll touch up on the community shield before we we look at what's coming up next for Liverpool. Um, We'll just finish on this. Klopp said in the week that the Community Shield, if you win, it's great. It's good to to win the Shield and, you know, to get off to a good start. But if you lose, it doesn't really mean anything. I guess the question is now, do you, can are you taking that performance like as a, a huge positive going into that Fulham game next week, thinking that, yeah, we'll, we'll be okay. Like, you know, it, it does mean a lot, right? I know people play it down and say it's just a friendly, but if we came out today and didn't play well at all and City won by a couple of goals, 
can you imagine the meltdowns that would be you'd be seeing like on social media and you know in the in the media like everyone would be like oh yeah city are going to do this liverpool are this so with that performance today the goals we scored the way we played the fitness of the boys we we can only be confident now can't we going into the season Oh, definitely. And I think that's the thing with, with fan bases, they just hate us. You know, if we'd lost that game, we'd have gone, ha ha, Liverpool aren't going to win anything this year. And suddenly no one's talking about it. You know, some clubs would die to be in the community shield to win a piece of silverware. Yeah. Like, there's there's, te- there's clubs out there that are like, ah, oh, it's just a glorified friendly. And it is. And it is. It is just a glorified friendly that just has a trophy at the end of it. But if mm. City had won that, our oh, Liverpool. Liverpool aren't great, they look awful, they, they're not going to do anything this year, don't worry, there goes your top four, there goes this, there goes that. Now that we've won it, no one's saying anything. No one's no one's going at City. I haven't seen anything, I don't know if you have. No one's saying anything yeah. about City. So it's just no. it's just the agenda against us. That's all it is. Yeah. And you make a you make a point just then, um, saying like teams would do anything to be in the community shield and it just reminded me i saw a quote uh, i saw a video from bob paisley and i don't want to misquote the the legend himself so forgive me if i get this slightly wrong but he said something like the community shield is great to to be in but i i need my team to make sure they're in it next year and i thought that was such a, a great quote i've probably messed that up forgive me um but I think he said something along those lines, like, "Yes, winning the Community Shield or Charity Shield, it was then, is um is great, but making sure you're here next year is more important." And I think that's what we have to take from it, really. Um, great to get get it in. You know, we can banter a bit about it. You know, like I said at the start about how it's a major trophy. I've said that to a few a few people today on Twitter, like one out of five, <laughs> and all of that. So. Um, but the most important thing now is that, you know, we are ready for this season and we know how hard it's going to be with the upcoming World Cup. Um, it's going to be very tough. I think to our advantage, I don't necessarily think we have too many players playing. I think City have far more players going to the World Cup than us, which, you know, read into that what you will. I think that's only a good thing for us. So um, I'm confident, you know me, bro. I've always been confident in this team. I, I won't have any bad words said about them or the manager. And people criticise me for that. People say you're too positive. You know, sometimes you have to be this, that, or the other. But I disagree. I think when this boy, when this team, these boys have done what they have done last season, going into every single game you can play possible. And yes, of course, we we narrowly missed out on greatness. But at the end of the day, we still did it. And I'm just so sure. And I've always said this: we don't, we haven't turned into a bad team overnight. It doesn't happen. Yes, you can argue that we should have signed a midfielder. And I agree. I, you know, I've said for a long time we needed a right back, centre mid, and a forward this summer. However, I'm not going to sit here and spit my dummy out because that hasn't happened. I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, we're not going to win the league now because we haven't signed Vitinha from, was it Porto or whatever? Like, just bringing somebody in like that does not guarantee anything. And what does guarantee something, well, it, it still doesn't guarantee it, but what will give us the bigger and better chance. It's supporting these boys, getting behind these boys and stopping all this negativity stuff because they do see it. Trust me, they do see it 100%. I think Nunes has proved that with, with his resilience to tweet, like I said the other day. Um, so I guess we'll finish there on the Community Shield. You know, like we've both concluded, great to get it in, but 
beating Fulham is probably, well, it's not probably, definitely is more important than today's game. So we'll get on to that in just a little moment. But just quickly, mate, uh, this is a strange situation because we're back in action tomorrow night at 7pm at Anfield. So, yeah, um, I think it's fairly obvious what we're going to see, isn't it? Uh, a youthful team, maybe Nunes is going to play for another 20, 30 minutes. What are you expecting from that Strasbourg game tomorrow, mate, at Anfield? Not much, to be honest. Not much. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll be pretty honest. There, there won't be much. Um, I reckon it'll be... A, a, I think Davies will get the starting goal. I think now, Who's going to be on the bench? Play. Would you think they'll just put Adrian back on the bench or something? Probably. Or is there another kid that will come in? Probably. Yeah. I mean, if it was me, I'd probably... Gomez and Canate obviously didn't play today. Um, Tsimikas mm. is injured, so he'd probably go with Milner. Um, Mabea again, probably. You know, mm-hmm. he's had enough time since the Salzburg game. Him some minutes, yeah. Naby Keita, you could look at. Um, playing a little bit more. Nunes again. Elliot, maybe. Carvalho, he only had about four minutes. Um, yeah. I think I think that would probably be, um, I think Curtis Jones maybe players like that. I think that they'll get game time tomorrow. I think so. If you had to if you had to think of a side for tomorrow, he's going to be very young. Um, I can never say his, say his name. He might get a start. Um, Bishetich can never get his, yeah. Never get his name right. We need him to come out and say on like a TikTok or something how to pronounce his name. Oh, definitely. Because I've heard so many like. You need Nunes yeah, to come out and say what his name is. I call him Nunez, but... Yeah, nah, Nunes. Nunes. How do you say Finanj? Bruno Finanj? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's You never know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's you not. You never know. It's not, it's not. I just, I just, I, I love, I love, I just, yesterday when it was like, oh, if you see Nunes, I said, who's Nunes? Darwin Nunes. But yeah, no, I, I think tomorrow. It'll be nice to see him play tomorrow. It'll be nice for the Anfield crowd to get behind him tomorrow if he does play I think mm-hmm. that's that's the thing you have to think about that's important that's his first game at Anfield um, uh, is it yeah yeah it will be yeah yeah so that and that's a special that's a special moment in itself and I think it's Carvalho's first game at Anfield as well it's a special moment for anyone for anyone that, and again it would be Dave is, is um, first game at Anfield home right as well Mm-hmm. So if he does play, so that, yeah, it's exciting. 100%. And I've just realised, to be honest, that when this podcast does go up, this game's probably done. So, yeah, I guess there's no, no point really talk about it. You guys know what team played. You guys know the result. You know how many goals not uh, Darwin Nunes did score. So, yeah, um, we'll just we'll move on to previewing the, the big one next Saturday uh, at... 12, half 12, isn't it, our game, away at Fulham. Look, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, mate. I think this is going to be trickier than, than we think. Fulham have just been promoted. Um, half 12 kickoffs don't really excite me, to be honest. Um, never really liked them. Um, but look, after today, after everything we've said about this team... You know, providing there's no injuries between now and then, if we go with that team that went today or, you know, obviously Alisson's going to be back. Well, fingers crossed. I think Klopp alluded to that. And then maybe Nunes comes in. I think we'll be okay. I think 
that Fulham is a game for Darwin Nunes. It, it seems to me like a game where they're going to try and make it scrappy and um, we're just going to have to get some quality balls into the box. And, you know, that's exactly what happened today. The Salah ball to Robertson, the knockdown for Nunes. Those kind of goals for me are, are what these teams are probably going to struggle to to defend against. And, yeah, I, I definitely have a good feeling about Nunes against Fulham. Uh, but again, he might go with Bobby. He might still think it's too early to go with Nunes in a tough away game like that. So, yeah, um, I think we'll win the game. Again, I'm confident in pretty much any game Liverpool go into. I'll never sit here and say, oh, I can be nervous, but I'll never like be defeated before a ball is kicked. So I'm excited for it. I, it's been a long time. Well, it's not really been a long time. If you think about it, the turnover this season seems far quicker than ever before, but I'm just so excited to see these boys play football matches again regularly uh, with the new additions. And yeah, I don't know what you have to say about that. I'm assuming you think we're going to beat Fulham as well, mate. Yeah, I think we'll go Again, half the course, I don't like them. Um, purely because when I play on Saturdays, I watch the first half and then I just get worried about the second half because I don't be able to watch it. Um, <laughs> but you, you know the stigma against half tough kickoffs and then big team losing games like that. But well, I'm confident. I think I reckon Nunes will play against um, against Fulham because he'll only try to kick on from from today's result and today's goal. So yeah, I think he'll play. I think we'll see. Obviously, we won't see much of a change side. From today, I think as long as everyone stays fit, obviously Allison coming back in, potentially Canate for Matip. You, you don't know them. Them two are very chop and change at the moment. Um, mm. Who you who you'd rather have? I think personally, I'd rather have Matip on the form that he's playing on at the moment. But we'll have to see. But I'm very excited. I can't wait for football to be back. I can't wait to win all my FPL leagues um, <laughs> because I'm taking it so seriously this year. Loads of Liverpool players involved. Just this, yeah. This is going to be a good start. I just I have that feeling it's going to be a great start to the season. Absolutely. And you just touched on FPL there. And uh, if you guys saw it or if you didn't see it, we do have an FPL uh, league for the Anfield Talk. We put a tweet out yesterday or the day before. And I'll retweet it again at some point today so you guys can um can join it when this podcast goes live i'll make sure it's tweeted out again so um yeah join that if you think you can beat connor um i certainly will be giving it a go i've got my team i'm pretty happy with it i think darwin's gonna be a sensation that's why he was pretty much one of the first players on my team to be honest um and today you know he's not giving me any doubts about that so we will be back after every game we we've made a tight schedule this season so you know, we're not going to do a podcast with Pipe and then fall off the face of the earth for a few weeks. Like, <laughs> just um, We will be consistent. So, yeah, after every game, we're going to be here. It might be different faces. Uh, and even, to be fair, if you feel like you want to join the TAT pod, why not get in touch with us? Because we're always looking for new members to join us and talk about the team that we all love. So that's it for tonight. Connor, thank you for joining me once again. Thank you, mate. Thank you for having me, as always. It's just getting used to this now. I love it. Love doing this. Absolutely. And, guys, if you want to subscribe on YouTube, follow on Spotify or Apple Music Podcast or whatever it is, and we'll definitely see you guys after the Fulham game. Take care, and we'll see you soon. 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 And we'll see you soon.
And we'll see you soon. And we'll see you soon. And we'll see you soon. Sports Social Podcast Network.